0: Houston. Houston, we have a problem.
1: This is Houston to Major Tom, or Major uh John Cody, Stamos. <laughs> Major John Stamos. Uh, copy that and say the thing.
0: Over. Uh, our radio's not picking up anymore.
1: <laughs> Commander John, this is Houston. That seems to be... Kind of problematic, considering how are we talking? <laughs> Over.
0: No, not this radio. I'm talking about the uh, normal FM radio. We, we just kind of wanted to listen to some tunes while I we went out of orbit. I thought the engineers fixed it.
1: Major John, that uh, does also sound like you need to work on your uh, two-way communication radio. It's I'm getting some weird static every now and then. Um, so, yeah, we'll just send a guy up. Over.
0: All right, thanks, because I I, I really just want to listen to my my flip flopping music, you know? If not, we're going to have to put on some dinky old podcast.
1: The number you have reached is not available at the moment. Please hang up and try again. Oh,
0: God, now we're going to have to put on KWC podcast. All right, at least it's good. You say
1: that like that's a bad thing. Sorry, I'm still an answering machine.
0: (laughs) All right, KWC podcast it is oh
1: man we we got you guys it's i got you so good we're not really man. in space <laughs> yeah we're not really in space especially you... houston
0: he was he was in texas the whole time
1: yeah i was in i, I mean i wasn't though that's i see my perfect texan accent made you think that i was in texas but i was not so what this was a good story
0: are we talking about this week first of all giving a heads up this week we are giving you guys a break on the pop cart, car, uh, <laughs> pop tart bracket, <parts. laughs> the pop carts. We uh, have an idea for our next bracket. <laughs> We're giving you guys a break on the pop tart bracket, uh, partially because we still haven't heard from John Stamos. Possibly, maybe we'll wrap that in at the end of this episode if he uh, does do it. What a lazy bum! Anyway. Uh, Also, we wanted to get y'all hyped up. We want to see some votes. We are not unveiling the finale, and this is going to be a grand finale, okay? So it's not just going to be one matchup. It's going to be multiple matchups. It's going to round out the entire bracket. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not unveiling the grand finale until we see some anticipated guesses as to who the winner is going to be on either Facebook or Twitter comments.
1: Man, this is a real call to action that you're, uh... It's a super call to action. Yeah, I'd say so. This is yeah, it's uh, not
0: even that much effort. Like you spend more effort registering to vote, which most people don't do either. So, you know I was about to say that <laughs> may
1: not be a very good uh parallel.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, either way, call to action still stands. We want to see at least one vote that cannot be myself or Cole. <laughs>
1: oh man, I was about to say I know where one vote can come from. <laughs>
0: us to us. Uh, so we are going to toss around a couple of ideas. Well, I'm not, I I wasn't prepared for this, but Cole was prepared for this and he's going to toss around at least one idea.
1: Always do
0: my homework. He's at least going to toss one idea as softly as an egg so I can catch it without it breaking. Oh uh, yes. For the next bracket challenge. And we'd like to hear some feedback on that as well. You do
1: have to catch it with a spoon that you have to hold in your mouth. So keep that in mind. The I feel like you're just going to throw it at my face
0: because the one time I did that to you. No, <laughs>
1: no, I'm definitely not going to do that.
0: Especially when I told you it was an egg, but it was really that mushroom that has that puffy cloud in it, you know?
1: Oh, the smokescreen shroom?
0: <laughs> I still remember throwing that at you one time. Oh,
1: yeah, you did throw <laughs> in one of those all seriousness,
0: Those things were great because they smelt bad and they were just, I don't know, they were fun to throw at people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, I mean, I liked running over them with the lawnmower, but you know, I think too. that goes... Besides the point. Um, I didn't throw it at a lot of people, but you were one of them. Anyway, give me... I mean, a- I figured statistically I'm going to be the person you threw it at, um, considering we both cut grass, and that's usually when we saw them.
0: All right, I'm calling for the pitch. Throw it to me.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I played a really fun game the other day.
0: Actually, hmm, i got to figure out exactly... Wait, is this a bracket which- idea, or is this the, the other topic that we're bringing up? Because <laughs> this uh, could bring might- up either one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, it could go either way. But uh, no, so no to which one? Which, whichever, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the game real quick, cause I think that was well. One, as y'all might glisten from a future episode or the one that's already came out. I can't remember, um, what time or what order we recorded sometimes. Uh, and in that period of time. Cody made a really fun game. Cody, why don't you tell us about the game?
0: I will, but I'm going to back up a little bit. Uh, So to give a little bit of perspective to this story, uh, my brother is really into baseball. I am kind of into baseball. I like to play fantasy baseball. So uh, relative to Cole, I'm really into baseball. But relative to baseball people, I'm not. Um, Either way, I thought my brother would really enjoy like a baseball-type board game, Uh, especially because when we were younger, we used to take uh, VHS tapes. uh, For those of you who are too young in this audience, um, which isn't much younger than us, really, I guess. But (laughs) VHS tapes are like giant cassette tapes. And that was a terrible description because if they don't know what a VHS tape is, they probably don't know what a cassette tape is. Um, It's just a big plastic rectangle rectangle. that sometimes holds... (laughs) video on it yeah i'll say sometimes the tapes were encased in cardboard little uh, sleeves and then sometimes they were uh, like in a plastic case that you open like a book anyway when we were little we used to make like baseball stadiums out of these like stacking them up and make baseball stadiums and uh my brother also had this one board game and i actually i was not old enough to really understand how to play it and therefore i still don't know what the game is or how to play it but somehow it did deal with rolling dice and you're basically like playing baseball for your mm-hmm. odds or something. But I'm pretty sure it was really simplified. And then you would basically go through the game or like an inning. I don't know exactly know. I was really little. Um, and we would reenact it in our little baseball stadium with like a white Lego piece. And I always thought it would be fun to play a game like that, but I have no idea what that game was called. And I don't know. We used to have the game. I think we lost it either way. So I was at Barnes Noble before the hurricane, previously, and we were picking up some board games. I saw one called Bottom of the Ninth. It was a $20 board game, uh, but mm-hmm. I had high expectations for it. <laughs> and I got it, and I opened it up, and like I went through the instructions, and I kind of like played through it a little bit. I was like, this game. You didn't like it. It was terrible. <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was just like it had very uh, specific tokens and specific dice and everything so you couldn't just like mm-hmm. play with normal set of dice and once you add like specific tokens and dice in there you kind of make it more you run complicated the and stuff like that and then it really w- yeah and then it really wasn't that variable either like it was uh, it was just very strict and not as open as baseball is because baseball has a lot of different mm-hmm. rules and strategies and stuff like that and you can't employ normal baseball strategies into the game which kind of takes away from it uh, so I will say that that game gave me inspiration Not in the fact that I'm like Oh I'm going to take this idea from this game But in the fact that that game was terrible And I figured that baseball deserves I mean, another try There's at a something good board to game. be
1: said about adapting <laughs> something into something else Like I feel like I wouldn't call that really taking Because like, for instance like Necessity is the mother of invention If you wanted something and then you were not satisfied by what was available. I feel like that's the only reason why we have so yeah, many the thing freaking just... products out. Like, there's a, pan- there's a such a thing as a Panini press because somebody decided, like, oh, yeah, the Foreman's, Foreman's not, good, not enough, good enough. Or, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, so that game was uh, terrible, so it gave me the inspiration to take a whack at it myself and make my own game. Now, the true inspiration probably drew back from that game that I remember vaguely playing with my brother, and I just remember it had to do with dice rolling, and you're basically mm. reenacting a baseball game. Uh, so I came to your house, and I was like, yo. Actually, before I even got to your house, I was like, I have an idea for something I want to do, Yeah, you but I haven't really You basically it had much.
1: told me about this game that you kind of wanted to maybe potentially play, or like try to make, in which like you had asked, so how do you figure out stuff particularly like in D and D since I'm the DM for our session? uh, I don't know how much we've talked about it on KWC, but I'm the DM and Cody is one of uh, the players and, you know, just in a mechanic sense, he was like, so do you think you could play baseball in D and D sort of like, I mean, that was more or less what the question was. And I was like, yeah, I don't see why not like play around with the ideas of this and, and like, I don't know if we'd use a 20, but we'd use something else and like kind of gave the jumping off point of just like, hey, this is possible and here's how I would do it. And then, or like, here's some rough ideas. I don't know enough about baseball to really, you know, come up with the rest. So you kind of.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where it kind of came in good, like hand in hand, where it's like you gave me some insight on. Particularly D&D, which is a very probability yeah. dice rolling type of game, which is how I want to incorporate this into baseball. And then I have the know-how of baseball. And, like,
1: using <laughs> using the dice to cooperatively make a, like a game and then also, like, how to balance a game from when that's made. Yeah,
0: you want it to have good balance. And then I want it to be, you know, part uh, chance, which is the probability, the dice rolling, but also part, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, I would say strategy, which I think is in there, and then also, you know, advantages, disadvantages with uh, certain aspects of the game, like a certain player or whatever, just like in D&D, you may have a certain character or a certain weapon or something like that that may give you an advantage or disadvantage, blah, blah, blah. And I...
1: Th- or just really your positioning can also, like, if you're you know, flanking somebody then there's something, and they haven't noticed you, and then there's to be said that, you know, that's you're going to have advantage on them because of the fact... Like, not even, like, d d advantage, but just advantage of fighting someone whose back is turned to you. And in the same way of, like, if the ball gets thrown to third base and the person's trying to run to home, the person at third base might have an advantage to tagging him out because he's literally running in a straight line away from him and his back is turned, you know what I mean? So, like, there's reason to believe that, like, the strategic side of this and also the gameplay side of this, it almost kind of did go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's basically what we were what I, we were trying to hit with this game. And so Cole had to go in for work. I followed him in because he works at a convenient place to also sit down. Uh, I do a lot of work on a computer. <laughs> some coffee shop. <laughs> uh, I think we've already said it. I work at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I knocked out a little bit of editing, and then I was just like, all right, this game. And I just basically sat down and, like, it was almost like I was on Adderall or something. I was able to really focus on it and uh, sit down and work on it. I think I did give
1: you an extra shot.
0: Yeah, I was able to work on it for, like, probably three hours. Mm -hmm. And basically, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to run it by Cole, see if he has any suggestions. And, of course, he gave me some suggestions because there were some things in there where I had, like, to get advantages. I would basically, you have this table that you go by and whatever category it falls in you basically Oof. follow those yeah. instructions but then that's sliding table scale yeah and then basically for uh. advantages and disadvantages you uh, alter the scale so you have to keep referencing different charts and all that and Cole's like hey generally an advantage is just an extra dice roll and I was like oh that's that's nice <laughs>
1: yeah like the sliding chart thing like for instance like in D&D if you're doing well at something normally you would just add it to the dice as opposed to the dice stays the same and then the chart changes because it's like more moving parts you know what I mean so like that just wound up being like a really that was the only thing that I remember like when you handed me the rules and was reading them through to me and when we started playing through them that was the only thing I could sit there and go no like yeah and then there was a couple of other is so good like the rest of this is so good you just need to get rid of page four, like because page four is overly complex. That's where you're going to lose everybody Yeah, when you're trying to teach them this game. That
0: was the main thing. And then there was a couple other little things. Like We needed some de- a definitive reasons why you may choose one selection over another, i.e. in the rules we have where you oh, can yeah. choose to hit for a grounder or a line drive. And we had some advantages and disadvantages with each, but it wasn't as clear as we would they were have liked. A lot it. So we kind of edited specific. something and I think it made it a lot better.
1: Then also ball versus strike. That was also really just kind of in the meta as well cuz I didn't really know why you would want to throw a ball. Um so and for instance, I started using dice to determine if I chose to you know, throw a ball or a strike, which I still think that changed up the game a lot because at one point I was just throwing strikes constantly because I was like, you know, I just want to strike the guy out. Yeah. That makes sense to me, a person who does not know how to play baseball. Well, I think it was good that you started randomly
0: rolling it because I was also just throwing strikes. But then, like, once we started throwing balls uh, because we were just doing it by random, we realized the advantage of throwing balls. But before we get too deep into this, I guess we should just go over the rules of it. I think... uh, I think it's an interesting topic that the audience might want to hear, just the development of the game, and then now we can uh, talk about the game that we came out with.
1: So, I think in this case, you should really kind of boil it down, because, like, for instance, it, like, for instance, I'm a person who does not learn by listening, so when you are sitting there reading the rules, I was having a really hard time following along, and then you got the page four, and I was <laughs> like, whoa, oh, 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 my God, I can't wait till he ask me what I think, because I'm about to get rid of this page, but... Um, so we need to boil it down. Cause for instance, I was there with you and I was holding, like I was looking at everything. So it may be a little difficult to, you know, read verbatim. Yeah. I know that's not what you're going to do, but yeah. So for those of you who are familiar with baseball, this may be a little easier. This may be easier for those of y'all who aren't familiar with baseball, like I was prior to this. Hang in there. We're <laughs> gonna, we're gonna try this out.
0: So, uh, so, basic things to keep in mind here. When I say advantage, that's going to mean that you get an extra dice roll.
1: Yeah, we're going to use general D&D terms. Advantage means that whenever you roll a die, you get an, like the opportunity to roll a second time and then take the higher of two numbers. Disadvantage means, if you, it, kind of in the opposite, you would take the lower of the two numbers. So, that's what we mean by when we say that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so basically this thing is split up into like three phases. You start out with the pitch. And this is where the defense will roll a die. Now, uh I think in all the normal situations it's split up into five categories. Mm-hmm. Uh and this is playing with a D twenty. Also, special note about this. We were trying to debate whether to write this thing out with a uh, two six sided die or a twenty sided die. How we we're gonna do the statistics, the probability and all that but it was a lot yeah. easier to think in terms of a D20 because the probability is linear, whereas with the D6, the probability is like an inverse quadratic type thing.
1: Yeah, so I guess to further, I guess, codify it, um, D6 is just a regular six-sided die. A D20 is a 20-sided die. Um, and the D- the 2D6 idea is one that I brought mainly because that's how the Powered by the Apocalypse style of uh, role-playing game happens, and it's more
0: geared towards... It's also what most people have.
1: Yeah, like, D6s are pretty common, and so I felt like if we were going to try to like take this somewhere or whatever, we would be able to play this no matter what, because a D20 maybe not as... Accessible. People may not have that... Yeah, but two D sixes, those the powered by the apocalypse system, even though we didn't choose it, it's a really good system for Yeah. Mainly making a narrative story. So since baseball isn't really a narrative, <laughs> I mean folks might argue with me on and that. And we could consider rewriting
0: um, it. I would just have to look up the probabilities for each number on if you're rolling two D sixes yeah. and then make them pretty close to the D twenty. But the D twenty is just easier to think about if you're making the, the game. The
1: D twenty the D twenty made it to where like things happened If a certain number, like, for instance, like, the 2D6, it was largely suggestive. Like, if you made a medium range number, like, you could do the thing, but you couldn't do it super successfully. If you made a high roll, you successfully did the thing you were trying to do. If you made a low number, you know, tough tits. Yeah. So, like, it made it hard for that medium range to figure out what was going on. So... You changing it to D20 was a good idea.
0: Yeah, and it was just I really mainly just did that because it was easier to think about. So basically, yeah. uh, you have three things that you're going to be doing. So you have the pitch, and then you have contact, and then you have results. So you start out with the pitch. This is going to be the defense rolling. Now, before they roll, they're going to select if they're going to try to throw a strike or a ball. Or you can either, mm. you know, flip a coin or roll for it or whatever. You can do it randomly if you want. You can also select if you want. There's advantages and disadvantages to throwing a strike or a ball. Just like in baseball. Yeah. It's, a, it's a mental game where you're like, oh, he's expecting a ball. I'm going to throw a strike or, you know, vice versa. But... Yeah,
1: like, once I realized this, it definitely changed up the game for me. Like, I was like, why would I ever throw a ball? Yeah. But, but you know, it just takes some getting used to it. And I guess, yeah.
0: So basically, uh, these three things—the pitch, the contact, and results—they're all split up kind of the same way. So a two through seven, which is a low, a low roll, is going to be a bad outcome. You have eight through thirteen—that's going to be a medium roll—and that's basically nine times out of ten in this game that in, that involves a direct roll. So you just you and your opponent roll, and whoever's higher takes the win. Basically, uh, yeah. that's not anything specific, but that's The gist of it. And then 14 through 19, that's going to be a high roll, And generally, that's going to be like, okay, the, uh, you know, the... Successful. Yeah, you're going to get your way. And then there's also just a 1 and just a 20. And basically, a 1 is like, you did terrible, something really bad is going to happen. And 20 is like, okay, something really good is going to happen, you're going to get rewarded for it. Uh, So, in the case of the pitching, a 2 through a 7 is basically saying that your pitch... Whatever it was intended, whether it be a strike or a ball, did not go as as intended. So therefore, you actually so if you selected that you wanted to pitch a strike, and you rolled a two somewhere between a two through and a seven, it's gonna actually be a ball, and that's also gonna give the hitter con uh, uh, the hitter an advantage later on. So basically, after the pitch is rolled the batter will roll to see if he can perceive hit, the pitch coming well. basically yeah. and we term that good eye like oh yeah, yeah good like, eye good eye people say that at ball games all yep. the time right
1: so you have a choice to see if you know what kind of what which pitch is coming yeah and that's um, basically
0: a 50/50 chance it is. 1 through 10 <laughs> you don't see what the pitch is 11 through 20 you do see what the pitch is and then you decide what you want to do, if you want to swing or not swing. So if Mm -hmm. you don't see what the pitch is, i.e. if you roll between a 1 through 10, you're basically shooting in the dark whether you want to swing or not swing. Now keep in mind, if it is a ball, whether by intention or not, the hitter gets a disadvantage to hitting it. Now if it's a strike, and you you get this good eye, then you get an advantage to making contact, which is the next phase. Uh... But also, if the pitch doesn't go as intended and it was supposed to be a ball, but you end up throwing a, a strike, we termed something called "fat pitch," which means it was like you messed up. It went right down the middle. That's going to give the batter an advantage during the result phase. Yeah, you almost
1: you accidentally threw it really well. Yeah,
0: and that's going to give the batter an advantage during the result phase, which is the third phase. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the other categories eight through thirteen. The pitch goes as intended, and the batter can still roll for good eye, um, which is where he can roll to see if he can perceive the pitch, like I was saying before. Um, And then they can decide whether they want to swing. Uh, If they get the good eye, they get advantage to contact, like I said before. 14 through 19, the pitch goes as intended, but the batter does not get a chance to roll for good eye. So once again, he's left in the dark. You pitch so well, he doesn't have a chance to try and predict what you were pitching, to try and perceive it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he's basically in the dark about whether he should swing or not. Uh, if you just roll a 1, you basically, like, through a wild pitch, you hit the batter and it's a walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, technically, if you roll a 1, you get a re-roll just to see how bad you did. And there's a 75% mm. chance, uh, one, 1 through 15, that you just hit him and he gets to walk. But if you do roll above a 15, 16 through 20, then it's just a straight-up ball. He saw that coming yeah. a mile away. He's not even, he do not even have to make a choice. It's just a ball. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if you roll an, a 20, it's just an automatic strike. Even if the ball, even if you selected to throw a ball, it was just so close to the strike zone, the umpire called it a strike. That's how good you did. Yeah. So then after this, uh, you basically go on to the next phase, which is contact, if you made contact. So you basically just played out like baseball. If you swung and you missed, or if you... Uh, if it was a ball and you didn't swing, then you don't go to the contact phase, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's just kind of a common sense thing. So if you do swing and the ball is a, a ball or a strike, you have to swing basically, then you go to the contact phase. Now, at this point, the batter or the offense is rolling. If it's a low roll, i.e. 2 through 7, then it's just going to be a swing and a miss, which is a strike. Uh, and during this game, you're keeping the count of your balls and your strikes and your and your score and all that. And the idea is that you would have tokens to help keep track of this.
1: Yeah, we were using quarters and pennies and Legos. We, this was still a very yeah. We were using <laughs> Legos For the players. because as we f- and were you
0: playing, connect we with your realized, team, you like, really do.
1: Yeah, I know. Like w- we can sit here and go through the rules and stuff like that, and like that might uh, not really come off as like exactly how fun this game was. Um, be a very fair uh, you know, assessment of that because this game, like I
0: I was gonna say, we can give him a perception. I'll I'll skim through the rules real quickly and then I'm basically gonna tell them or tell you to tell the audience how you felt about the game.
1: Yeah, like I feel like, you know, oh but he's 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 the co host. He's in on it No 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 look, I don't I don't know. If Cody really made
0: some shit, way. then he would tell me. <laughs> yeah.
1: One, I would tell him if it sucked. And he kind of did tell me that parts m- of it sucked. That, so. That's been pretty much like at least, a, there's been a percentage of both of us telling each other something that we do sucks. If almost it's the first reaction that we have. Um, like, dude, that sucks. No, you suck. <laughs> uh, but like when it comes down to it, uh, we also have to recognize when something's really good, and I don't care about baseball. Like I think we we already went over that. Like we talked about stadium fever and you know stuff like that, and I just really wasn't having it. And and like here I am saying like, guys, I think I now sort of almost understand a little bit about baseball. And I was getting really excited while playing this game. So
0: Yeah. So it's it's not even necessarily for baseball players. Like I think any board game lover would enjoy this game, honestly. But especially mm. baseball players. So like I was saying, you made it to the contact phase. A low roll, two through seven is a swing and a miss, i.e. a strike. Eight through thirteen is a direct roll between you and the defense or the pitcher, however you want to look at it. So whoever's higher wins, and the win is determined by what the result is so if the pitcher wins then that means it was a uh foul ball which in baseball that counts as a strike if it's Mm -hmm. the first or the second strike if it would be the third strike then it doesn't count as anything that's just a baseball thing you have to know um yeah that
1: i largely relied on you for that one because i didn't remember that rule ever yeah
0: And then uh, also, so if the batter wins, i.e. the batter rolls higher than the pitcher, then it's in play. And then you move on to the results uh, phase. So if it's a 14 through 19 roll from the batter, though, then it's automatically in play. You don't have to do the direct roll. And then Mm -hmm. if it's a straight-up one, it's a pop-up fly. It's already a foul ball, but you direct roll against the defense to see if the defense catches it in foul territory. So if they catch it, if they win the roll, then it's going to be an out. If the <clears throat> if the batter wins the roll, then it's going to be a foul ball, which, like I said before, could be a strike, depending on the uh, the pitch account. Now, mm-hmm. if the batter rolls a 20, then it's a guaranteed hit. You actually skip the results phase, and you just go ahead and re-roll the 20-sided die. Let's see how well you did. And that one's basically split up four ways for the four bases. 1-5 is a single, 6-10 is a double, 11-15 is a triple, and a 16-20 through is a home run.
1: We didn't have a single home run while we played, did we? Not like a, it's out of the park! Oh my god! You
0: know what I mean? I don't think so. We did have some triples, which are pretty rare in real baseball. Yeah. Now you can, uh, well, I'm gonna hold off on that because that's kind of an extra rule. Uh, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go over the basics. But it's also important when we say you get advantage. You get advantage during this first step when you're rolling to see what category you come in. So you don't get... This isn't like an advantage for the direct roll. This is an advantage for the determining of the categories. So if you are in the contact phase, and let's say you got good eye, so you have advantage on contact, you'll roll Mm -hmm. twice, and you'll take the higher of the two numbers to see what category you fall in. So if you roll a 1 and you roll a 19... You're going to take that 19 and follow that category and see what happens. So after you make contact, assuming you make contact, uh, if you don't make contact, then you either got a strike or or you got out, right? But assuming you make yeah. contact, you go to the results page. And at this point, the batter is still rolling, but he has to make a decision if he's going to hit for a grounder or for a line drive. Now, these two categories are pretty similar. There's a couple of different distinctions. Uh, so, I'm going to go through these real quick. Line drive, a low roll. It's an automatic out. Uh, if you do have runners on base, they do have the chance to advance to the next base, but they have to direct roll against the defense. So, it's kind of risky. Mm-hmm. If you roll an 8 through 13 on line drive, it's a direct roll against the defense. The runners may also direct roll to see if they advance to the next base. Once again, a little risky but you're also direct rolling to see if your your batter makes it to first. Now, if your batter does make it to first, then your runners are basically like ghost runners. They automatically make it to the next bases. 14 through 19, it's an automatic hit. The defense will roll to see if they get an error. Now, for the case of a line drive, it's a 1 through 3 will get them an error. Mm-hmm. And if
1: Yeah, that's right, because we changed these numbers up.
0: Yeah, this was one of the edits we did make. But if you roll a 1 through 3, the defense rolls a 1 through 3, they make an error. So the person who got the hit, the batter, will get an extra base, so a double. There's also an
1: er- error is just like you know something went wrong. Yeah, he like fumbled oops, it up or I, something I, like that. I dropped the ball, oh my God, or Cole is catching and like, oh yikes, you know, <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> Cole
0: is catching and he didn't catch.: Yeah, yeah,
1: Cole said he was catching. And, and uh,
0: there's also another way to get an uh, extra base hit, and that's the batter can roll for an extra base hit. He basically just has to roll a 20. Now, if mm-hmm. both of those happen, if he makes an error and the batter rolls a 20, then you get a triple, and then the base runners will move accordingly, right? Yeah. If you roll a one, it's an automatic out, and the defense uh, turns a double play if it's applicable. So you have to have someone on base for the defense to run uh, to turn a double play. Yeah. But if you do have a, someone on base, it's going to be a double play, which is really bad. Uh, now, if you roll a 20 and you're hitting for a line drive, it's a home run. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways to get a home run, because I would like to see home runs. That would be uh, more cool. home be yeah. That makes uh, the real games more exciting, so I think it would make this one a little bit more exciting. Uh, so if you decide to hit a grounder. We had our fair uh, to- share of uh,
1: exciting moments, though.
0: We did have some. Dude, like,
1: I'm just still floored by, like, this game that you <laughs> made that, I mean, I would collaborated with, I guess. There was one that was really intense. But we where had this we had, like, one moment that, like, we were both like, <laughs>
0: I believe you were on third, like running home or something, and we like yeah, 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 we tied or something. And then I got a
1: that was the thing was like um, it was a line drive, so it was in the outfield, and then I was running home, third base, and you were bringing it in, and you had disadvantage on the roll. I rolled a 19 for the run and I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm getting on base." Then you roll a 19 and we're like, "Oh shit." And then I'm like, "You have disadvantage because it's in the outfield." Or you're like, "Oh wait, I have disadvantage. It's in the outfield." And then you roll again and it's another 19 and I'm like, "Oh
0: shit." And then Yeah, and then, then we we're like, we "Oh." Roll. But Advantage goes to the runner or offense. Yeah, so since ties, but specifically runners where it usually happens. Tie goes to the so runner. So he ended Ooh. up making it home. Oh it man, so
1: close! I wound up losing that game, but dude, that was such a great moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, you. We were into it.
1: I wish I remembered which player made it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. We got more attached to our players during the second game. We, we played this multiple times. All right,
1: you say you got more attached. I, I mean, I got, a, oh. I got attached to some of them, but can I, you even,
0: I, I fired a bunch of mine.
1: I can name my players. <laughs> I could name most of mine. I would have to be looking at them, I think, because I didn't give all of them names because I was quick to fire them.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, it's just a part of... I think part of the enjoyment of this game is also like a little bit of imagination as to what's happening because there's mm-hmm. one point my pitcher was doing terrible and I was like, "All right, coach is coming on the field," and I looked up a YouTube video where it's just like a little kids coach who like just trash talks the little uh, pitcher. that I'm like, pretty sure it's a voiceover you know, t-ball pitcher, not t-ball, but, but yeah, it, it is. It's that that really funny. so Fucking funny. <laughs> Um, it was like, when your dad gets out of jail, he's going to have to teach you a new pitch or something. He's going like, to like have to teach you a new throw, <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> like. It was so funny. But it was just like things like that that also make the game more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I just and got fun. off the phone with a high school coach, you're cut. And this is like an <laughs> elementary school kid.
0: Guys, okay, you, you should look up those videos. If you don't know what we're talking about, just type in like uh, pitching coach rags on kid i don't know <laughs> yeah it's
1: it's it's fun i think the guy's like wearing an orange uniform or something like that like you'll know it when you find
0: it yeah because it's <laughs> oh man it was so funny but um so if you decide to hit a grounder though mm-hmm. two through seven is also an easy out you direct roll the defense to see if they get a double play now this is optional for the defense because the defense can mess up if they roll a one or a two it's a wild throw and then the runners get to advance for free. That's right. Basically. Uh, except for home plate, then there will be another direct roll, but the runner would have advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, an 8 through 13, a mid-roll, direct roll between the batter and the defense. If the batter rolls higher, then he gets to base safely, and then the runners advance. If the pitcher or the defense is higher, the guy at first is out, and then he may direct roll for the runners to advance just like before. Uh, of course, that's a risky behavior, but, you know, some people, some situations might fit your budget, right? Yes, yeah, some people like some people like the rush. 14 through 19, it's an automatic hit. Defense, once again, rolls for error, but this time, because it's in the infield, there's usually just more fumbles and mess-ups in the infield. Well, 1 through 5 will get an error, and therefore a base hit for the batter, or mm-hmm. uh, an extra base hit for the batter, but it is more likely to get an extra base hit on a grounder, but you'll see you can't get a, a home run. If you roll a 20 and if you're hitting for a grounder, it's a automatic double. Now, if you roll a 1, it's an automatic out, and then also turns a double play if applicable. So they're pretty much the same. The major yeah. advantage and disadvantage is the line drive. You can hit a home run. And the grounder, there's a better chance for you to hit extra bases, basically.
1: Yeah, so if you have more people like already on bases, then you might want to do a grounder, because then you have more of a chance of having a bunch of people advance but if you are just like you just want to step out the gate and just slam one across the field, then yeah, you know, line drive, or at least that's the way that I started parsing out the baseball meta just from us. Yeah, playing. I'll say there's
0: a lot of different strategies. I mean, even in real baseball, there's a lot of different strategies to what you do in that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, it may also depend on who you have out to bat because the other thing that we have in this game is ideas for uh, specialized one, players. Yeah, we basically have like, three types.
1: This is just the start. Like, this game that we've, like, birthed last week, I guess, is just in its infancy. I guess to continue with the baby metaphor, I really want to get off this train. (laughs) We have further ideas to continue making it better, and one of these is stats. Because what makes a good game?
0: more numbers <laughs> to an extent maybe <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> so as of right now we have three specialized mm-hmm. players so yeah only we three have, well yeah only three yeah. we have uh speedy gonzalez which is basically gets an advantage on any kind of call dealing with running so he obviously gets an advantage if you're trying to steal mm-hmm. which i'll go over that he's in a just minute. a faster player uh, in general yeah so he gets an advantage role for um any kind of base call now there's also slugger He gets an advantage for the results, but a disadvantage on contact, which kind of makes sense. Sluggers in baseball typically strike out more, but they also hit more home runs. So I kind of wanted to emulate real baseball. And there's a little bit more of an advantage for having... He's beefy. He just can't aim very well. Yeah. And there's also a little bit more advantage uh, for having an advantage in results than there is in contact. So I had to also even it out with our next specialized player, which is good bat. Mm Mm-hmm. And he gets advantage in contact, and that's it. Now, he's
1: accurate, but not necessarily beefy.
0: Yeah, and uh, the idea was behind this that you could play with baseball cards, and basically you would look at their uh, previous season's stats, which are full, and you would say if he's batting over 300, he's a good batter. So he gets the advantage to contact. If he has over set number of home runs, then he's going to be a slugger. And then if he has over a set number of stolen bases, he's a speedy Gonzalez, and you get those, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you get these those perks associated with them. But that yeah, is oh. the gist of the game. It's a little bit bogging down in the details. Didn't mean to do that on a I was podcast. Say, that but... <laughs> might be a
1: a little a little heavier than a gist, but I'm the one who brought it up. But other than that, like for real, this is easily like I am sitting here like man, I wish I was playing this game. Like just not even because we're talking about it, like. Just because it was a fun game. And, like, I don't care anything about baseball. So, and, like, I do like board games and stuff like that. But I also, like, if a board game isn't fun, I don't like it. Like, that's, I mean, I feel like that's not, I don't think that's a very, uh, uh, that's, what's the word I'm thinking? Well, you don't like Monopoly. I'm coming around a little bit on Monopoly. I don't love Monopoly just because it tends to just, like,
0: turn into people getting mad at each other but speaking i have been enjoying speaking of monopoly, i enjoyed the though, last game of monopoly i played speaking of monopoly i think that's also a good parallel to draw up is that this game can be as long and drawn out as you want you can play nine innings of this and it would probably take about as long as a real baseball game three four maybe yeah. five hours but the perk of this game is that you can really just do a quick you can just do one inning let's go let's find out who's the best or you can do like you know what three innings i'll give you Three chances to beat me yeah basically. i feel like it's it's pretty variable I don't
1: remember the game lasted much longer than an hour
0: yeah i would say three innings probably less than an hour if you did one innings you could, you could do a game in 15 minutes which is which is pretty cool that you can have a game that's so variable where you can be like oh let's play a quick 15 minute thing or let's play for yeah, four hours depending on the mood the <laughs> only thing that's not variable about it is that it's pretty much a two-player game.
1: Yeah, we ha- we haven't found a way <laughs> I'm to. I'm not
0: exactly sure how to do anything else because you're representing the whole yeah. team. So,
1: yeah, our hands are kind of tied on that. <laughs> you know, what? One. if you
0: had eight, if you had 18 people, you could make it an 18-player oh game. Oh, God, <laughs> you just have to wait around for your turn, and dude. It would be. <laughs> it's a great party game. It's like two people are playing. They're doing their at bat, and then you're like.
1: Greg, you're somebody's just standing around like he's like squatting down and chewing on a piece of grass and like he's just waiting because he's the outfielder. Um, that's <laughs> what I did when I played in outfield, at least. Um,
0: I drew stuff in the sand. I played infield.
1: Oh, wow. I guess they thought that um, they had hope for you. They put me in the outfield because they knew. <laughs>
0: I was eventually put in outfield. <laughs>
1: Oh, did you earn your spot in the outfield?
0: Oh yeah. The ball came right by me. I was like, dang. And they're like
1: See, I didn't even get a chance, man.
0: And they came out there and I was like, Hey, I talked to your I talked to your high school coach. He said you're cut and I was like dang. <laughs> You're cut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Oh man. When your dad gets out of jail I'll have him teach you a new throw. It's called the pitch. <laughs> the pitch.
0: <laughs> no, but uh I, I think this game like we like we described some of our podcast topics and when we are throwing them around. I think this game has legs.
1: <laughs> yeah, like this game has it's it's a lot of fun. Like it was just really addictive to play. Like it was fun having our teams. Like to me it remind you know what it reminded me of? Like as when we got like invested in it and like as we were going, you know what it reminded me of? What? The Marvel Olympic.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I was invested in my team like I was like, oh man, this blind guy is really going to get a hit for me. I need him.
1: <laughs> we had one guy who was wearing really big Lego sunglasses, so he
0: naturally was blind. Naturally, he was the, the bunt of the joke, brunt of the joke, but it worked th- pretty good, because he got hit by a pitch several times. <laughs> yeah, and that's also what,
1: how he became well, not, that's not how he became that, but because like he would keep the dice just kept saying that he got hit, and it's just like, well, obviously he can't see the pitch coming. <laughs> and that's kind of where that came from. We had like the Lego man with the peg leg. He was the fast runner. We should probably not continue because this probably doesn't paint us in a very, uh, uh very. Uh, we just
0: like to find humor in. in, in pathetic Low light, light situations. <laughs> in in. Well, General Grievous was a great pitcher
1: because he had four arms. So I guess, you know, it shows we had one of my players was George Bush because he was just a Bush, like a Lego bush that's it um so like we wound up really liking our characters and um i mean even though they had i mean it was all the dice but i was retiring dice left and right because my i would uh, roll like a couple ones in a row i'm like okay no this isn't gonna happen and luckily i have a huge fruit bowl full of dice on my uh dining room table so i say luckily i put it there but you know
0: yeah i think i think that's also one of the things that i i really enjoyed about the outcome of this game it's like someone who doesn't really you're obviously not into baseball but yet you really enjoyed the game and then you know we could have played it with baseball cards and i think someone who enjoys baseball would get heavily invested in that and you could i could see leagues popping up almost like you're playing a fantasy league but you just meet up once a week and play people with uh Mm -hmm. with real baseball cards you like draft your teams and stuff i could see people getting heavily invested but it's nice to know that someone who doesn't really care about baseball was able to get heavily invested with these imaginary characters that we use legos to represent and then also you really did learn about baseball yeah like which is pretty cool
1: that's what i sat there and i told you when we were done i'm like you just made me like i feel almost tricked Because now, like, I'm a very stubborn person. If I don't want to watch something or if I don't want to do something or whatever, and I'm also, like, even if I do the thing, there's a good chance it doesn't stay in there. (laughs) But, like, because we played this game for nigh on a couple hours and then woke up the next day and then played it again and then, like, talked through the rules and stuff like that. And I and I, I was interested because there were moments of just, like, Okay, what's the point of me doing this if if it like I don't see like at some point I was like I don't see a reason why to hit to the infield I don't see a reason why to throw a ball but like at the end of it I started understanding the meta game of baseball in which like my original plans were to hit the ball good and then run really fast you know what I mean <laughs> like like but considering very... you're rolling those weren't really good plans <laughs> no considering my rolling it seems that
0: I was determined to do the opposite but um it, now the it, real test. I think would be when we get John my Stamos. brother who's really into baseball, John Stamos, to yeah. try this game out because one I tried to emulate baseball as closely as you can and still mm-hmm. keep it simple. So, I'm 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 pretty proud of being able to do that what I I feel like I was able to do that pretty well. And I think he will be the real test to one tell me if it emulates real baseball that well mm-hmm. considering he played it all throughout high school and everything. Yeah. And also if he enjoys it and if he could see himself getting heavily invested with the baseball cards, yeah, I think that would also be the next test. Uh, but we, we also have some other ideas that I'd like to unveil. Okay. Uh, so basically, I have uh, my channel FrizzVision on YouTube where we unveiled, uh, well, we didn't unveil it, but we just posted it up there, the game that me and my brother made up dealing with a Frisbee. A uh, really fun game, and that's how Frizz Vision That was the sole reason Frizz Vision started, so we could try and get that game out there mainly because we want to play someone other than our, each other.
1: Yeah, y'all have leagues and seasonal play in which you two <laughs> are the only people who play.
0: Like Sometimes we tend to be other people. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't doubt that.
1: But see, like, here's the thing it's like, because. <laughs> If I could skip a frizzy, maybe I'd join in. But it's like so. If you didn't suck, dude. I suck. <laughs> it's kind of just that thing how, like, you, compared to people who like baseball, you don't like baseball.
0: You know. You what know, I mean? we should play double. Like, I should play against you and somebody else who also sucks about the same as much as you. Well, I have to. Th- so, like, two people can play defense I, on your side. Well, if it's anything like tennis, it's possible
1: to win a game without. Even having to hit the ball, if the other person just sucks that bad at serving, so (laughs) I'm just saying that that's kind of how I'm expecting that to go. Because maybe somebody was the bad person at serving, and maybe has lost a game of tennis in their life uh, because of this. Um, But but to get back on track, Cole had the idea. So actually, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this from you. As in, I'm not gonna steal this idea from you, but because. So the game was your idea. Yeah, it's my idea. The game was your idea that I just kind of helped push you in the right direction. But this is an idea that I had, in which the only I feel like it's a good idea to give to you, because I already have a lot of things I'm juggling at the moment, and I think because you, pun intended, knocked this out of the park, you might be better suited (laughs) to do this idea that I've kind of been boiling over in the back of my head. In that you and your brother, um, you and our brother, you and John Stamos, have recreated tennis while playing with a Frisbee. And and it's not exactly tennis. Obviously, you have other rules that, you know, you have a Bible of rules as far as that goes. And then in just a short amount of time, you've recreated baseball by using dice. Part of me wants to see how far this rabbit hole goes. Can we recreate golf using dice? Can we like? Can we make tabletop games? Like, there's a fantasy football game, and, and like, yes, haha, the fantasy football things that y'all do on the internet, whatever. I actually don't really understand that too much. There's a tabletop game called fantasy football where like one team are like orcs and the other team are elves or whatever, and their stats and shit. But like, I'm talking like, can we, like keep doing this like can we keep extending like extrapolating these results and just try to make a tabletop version of each game and like I've I've kind of been doing this in d d with you guys we haven't quite gotten to these parts yet but the homebrew parts this may be inherently spoilery but there's a couple of dungeons and stuff that I have based off of video games and like yeah people do this in the past I mean like this isn't inherently an original idea But like there are a lot of games that I really like that we've played growing up, you and I, and like I've sat there and think, well, like here are the way that this game works, like the rules in this universe, be it like baseball in this universe. These are the rules. Can I port this into a different universe D&D and would it still work? Would it still work in certain ways? Like I, when you asked me how I would do this, I literally started thinking the pitcher was like a, I don't know, fifth level spellcaster, and instead of your AC being your armor class being like, you dodge the attack if they rolled higher than your armor armor class, they missed and like threw a ball. But if they hit your armor class, then you were able to hit it back. You know, like so. The idea is that how many games can you recreate in a different format and Hmm. turning Frizz Vision into that, your channel. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, I wasn't necessarily thinking specifically sports games and reinvented as board games, but I like the idea of Frizz Vision kind of changing instead of just a Frizz channel, even though that's where it started, into a, let's make a game about this. Here's a video about the process. Mm -hmm. Here's the video about the game blah 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 and just a youtube channel about games that we make up because we have always been pretty inventive with coming up with games that we played we're uh, we're a gaming me, you family and john yeah and then like i remember when we were really little we had something called the balloon game which was basically volleyball over a bed <laughs> oh but, the balloon i mean game, we yeah. were really little at the time
1: we also had the buzz lightyear
0: game uh, which was... Oh, yeah. Do you want to go over that real quick? We're at 57 minutes. Yeah. This one can There's, over. there's
1: not enough metagame in the Buzz Lightyear game to really get too in-depth with it, but the Buzz Lightyear game is only called the Buzz Lightyear game because it hinges on a timer, a timer that is a Buzz Lightyear toy. Um, So we would set up these items around the room. It was kind of like a sped-up scavenger hunt in which one of us... We would have a safe zone that we would designate, usually the corner of the room, and the room would had like shelves and a bunch of stuff. Like it'd be kind of hard to play in. Well, it'd be hard to find cool places to put stuff in the, in the room we played in now because it's mostly empty instead of a pool table. But we would put these items that were the targets that we would have to find. We would start in either the door jam or like in the safe zone or something like that. And there was a futon, like a folding up mattress that we would have to hide behind we would have to jump
0: over and the idea we had to be in there before the the timer went off exactly so we would have probably about 10 seconds so we would press the button yeah and the timer would basically and start beep, it was like this beep, i don't know beep, i don't know exactly what the beep. function was on buzz light because yeah, it sounded like a bomb like a 10 <laughs> second laser like it was his laser arm <clears throat> but we would it was like charging up i guess i don't know but we basically use it as like a countdown for like a bomb, and, the, and we had to go run out and grab the stuff just, and get back. Yeah, and
1: there were there were a couple times where us jumping over at the last second would smash our head into the drywall. Like, not to where it broke all the way, but I definitely, either you or me. There was a dent or we something. We did dent the wall at some point. We would play wall ball against a toy box, which here's the thing, y'all. Wall ball's fun when it's an entire wall. It becomes a different game when you're targeting a small... <laughs> Object like it's not quite different. The metagame is not super different, but I'm just saying that other than hucking a ball against the wall, you now have to aim at the like it said wall. Yeah, <laughs> like said toy box. It just makes the game a little bit different. And like you and I would try to, we were playing airsoft or paintball before we had paintball and airsoft guns by throwing hickory nuts at each other with toy guns in our hands. Like we were doing that. Uh, or like
0: impromptu rubber band guns. Yeah, we would make our own rubber band I think we might have discussed guns. that before. I don't know, but um, like we've... W- I remember we made some powerful, powerful rubber band guns because we would daisy chain a bunch of rubber oh bands God. together and then take a, a pull, a cue stick, yeah. and just pull it back like over half the length of the pull stick. Yeah. And <laughs> Pow! Like when it hit the wall, it sounded like that would hurt. dude, And it did hurt. Yeah, <laughs> they did
1: hurt. I was about to say, it didn't just sound like they hurt. But, uh, yeah, so, like, we – I would consider us a gaming family in, in like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we're a gaming family. Like, Nintendo, yeah, we
0: play video games, too. You play games that are already made, but I would say we were very innovative. We we were always making games. Yeah,
1: like, let's – like, we would make mazes for Beyblades to try to go through. And we would also trying to make – we would try to incorporate other rules into Yu-Gi-Oh to try to, like – mix that up sometimes like i remember all these separate even games. just
0: playing pokemon we would set like these restrictions be like oh yeah you can only have like one type or two types in your party let's play through dude, it dude
1: you and i playing call of duty black <laughs> ops or uh rainbow six vegas 2 we would go through and like okay pistols only or semi-auto only or uh, or we'd make freaking storylines for what's happening. After you get a kill, you have to drop your gun and pick up the one that you ki- yeah. killed before. Like, making the game harder for ourselves. and Always reinventing. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we I can't say we were never... I, you know, some people's, like, creativity is this thing that births new things out of nothing, the aether. The but sometimes, creativity can be taking things that already exist and transforming and them into something. Yeah. its This is alchemy. We are reforming one game into <laughs> another. And, like, its it's been easily one of my favorite things that we've done. So I'm very excited to see where else we could go with it.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I'm excited. I, I, I'm i interested to see what the audience thinks. But I would obviously keep doing some frizz videos as we make them. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about kind of rebranding FrizzVision as just a channel where we unveil games that we make and the processes and all that stuff. And tr- just just doing stuff like that with FrizzVision. Uh, so it will be a game channel, not just a Frizz channel. Of course, there will be Frizz stuff on there. Yeah. But I'm curious what the audience thinks about that. Also, you know, feel free to tell us what you think about the game that we kind of went over today. I know it's a little bit dull just listening to instructions or listening to the rules. And this... But I'm curious what you think about it. And then, This you brings know. me to my bracket idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, well,
1: with the Pop-Tart bracket, it was huge, right? And <laughs> it required consuming something. And, I mean, I say was, is... Um and it lasted for a very long time. Like, this is episode 20, I believe. And we started it on three. And we're taking a break this week. We've only taken two breaks. That is a lot
0: of Pop-Tarts. That's 15 episodes right there, right? And there's at least... Not to mention for the grand finale, we're going to be lumping four the like final four matchups together.
1: Yeah, so like we easily could have went... You know, a multitude of... So whatever our next bracket is, it's got to be shorter and <laughs> and cheaper. smaller. God, cheaper, please. Um, easier to uh, put in your household. Yeah, easier to blend into your household and storage. So I've actually thought about changing this up a little bit, and maybe we could just do one test and record it to see how it goes. But I brought up the Marble Olympics earlier. And I think that if you can, you and I can figure out how to do this remotely, you and I should play a league of this baseball game and then either commentate over it like, or, like, edit it down to, into a consumable or if we just play,
0: like, one inning. We could do, like, an ESPN highlights of the game. Yeah, like, literally do, like, Basically. one
1: inning, like, six teams at most. Like, literally at most to where there's just like four games, you know, just simple to the point to where, and then do a highlights of where it fits in like 15, 20 minutes or let it be like half the episode. And what was that board game that you purchased that sucked? What was that called again?
0: (laughs) Bottom of the ninth.
1: See, I like, and it just, we have a, such a good name. It is a good name, (laughs) but isn't a seventh inning stretch something?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, currently the name of this one but okay cool because that's actually the th- like catch up with crab
1: legs semicolon seventh ending stretch and then like we'll still have our topics but then have like either half the episode like quarter to a half of the episode dedicated to that bracket and then when we're done we'll announce the winners we'll have to come up with six different teams uh, so that actually will probably be, be the hard part and um yeah and and these teams could be like all of them are sluggers, all of them are Speeding Gonzalez. Let's see how that stacks up. You know what I mean? And that is my idea for the bracket.
0: We well, only have three specialty characters, so that would be three teams.
1: Well, I mean, like <laughs> one team would be like a bunch of regular people. One team will be sluggers. One team will be good bats. One team will be Speedies. One will be, and then the other two will be like our teams that we had.
0: Okay, and we could have like hodgepodge mixes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, oh, that's something to consider. That's something to consider. Like, so, uh, audience, let us know what you think about the idea. I promise also, that this
1: game is more entertaining than the rules let on.
0: Yeah, I was to say, so here's our call to action here. One, tell us what you think about the, the next bracket idea that we have for doing the baseball challenge. I've also so, thought
1: about Kool Aid. Um, Matching those up yeah, together Yeah, throw them all out real quick uh, Kool-Aid um, Bubblegum re- Reinventing s'mores
0: Like This one would be harder Because it ro- Oh, that'd be That one would be kind of fun But that requires a lot of effort Like that That one's kind Doing of Doing it with different candies Like Skittles and. Okay, bleh. so The idea for this
1: one was Oh my god, Skittles? Holy shit You took it Shut up, Cole you took,
0: That was a terrible you idea You took it
1: to an area I didn't even consider, man Holy shit It's a
0: terrible idea That's why I love it um, just accept it. Licorice. Fine. Ooh, gross.
1: You lost me there. There, finally. But, i was Skittles. Skittles. Okay, so the Alright, yell out the rest of them, and then I'll do our call to so action. So, s'mores would be like, uh, we would take a s'more, and we would change up the ingredients. Like, maybe a peep instead of a marshmallow. Yes, I know peeps are marshmallows, but you know what I mean. And or change the chocolate... The with Lucky
0: Charms marshmallows. The
1: Lucky Charms marshmallows! And then, like, the Reese Cups, <laughs> and then, like, Rolo's and then change the graham crackers for like it's <laughs> it's like the graham crack this one it'd be like the teddy the teddy grams or something like that i don't know use like uh chocolate chip cookies i don't know like literal regular fucking crackers like ritz um this one actually probably would be is the most expensive of my ideas but i think that could be a fun thing to do um but that's all of my ideas at the moment i have not thought of any more
0: I wasn't planning on think of any, so I don't have any. So, audience, uh, That's let why us know I thought of which, ideas, for which ideas you like. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea, feel free to comment on it. Also, do you think Frizz Vision should be a, a game channel in general? And lastly, do you think you would... I mean, what do you think about this baseball game we kind of went over today? Would you like to play it? Would you like to see the rules posted up online? Would you like to see some kind of a Kickstarter for the game? Even if we I doubt that one, even <laughs> if we don't
1: do the bracket, I still think we should like play and record part of it because I think having it played out yeah that is may be completely like a different
0: thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll at least play it out and maybe put it on YouTube or something too, like on your channel or the FrizzVision channel.
1: Like even that makes more sense now. You were <laughs> gonna ask the audience. I'm part of your audience. I think Frisvision should. because i think that's a cool idea and also at the same time it would allow more since since you're having a hard time finding people to play frizz unfortunately this could like
0: everybody sucks at frisbee uh, yeah a lot
1: of people suck at frisbee and i am this one requires no skill and i am one of them hey turn frizz into a dice game and i think i'll be able to play (laughs)
0: But um. Oh, and last call to action: vote on who you think the winner is going to be for the Pop Tart bracket. We a, we're not going to finish we it. We got a lot. We're not going to unveil it. We finished it. We know who the winner yeah, is. Yeah, we already know.
1: Well, was, we're going to bring all behind the curtain. We already know who the winner is, and because we've already recorded the grand finale, gotcha. Um,
0: but we're waiting on y'all. Yeah. To get excited, but.
1: <laughs> Um, I I feel like we're kind of wrapping it up here. Um,
0: yeah, trying to. They I hope they're writing down all this calls. Yeah, because there this you're week. You're really giving a lot of.
1: them So I guess we're just they got a lot of homework. <laughs> yeah, it's because one teacher keeps giving them a lot of homework. The other teacher's the cool one, and he's just like, ah, fuck it, I don't <laughs> care. But no, for real, tell us about, tell us what you think about this baseball game because it's really cool. Um, but. Um, if you like what we're doing, please um, review us on like iTunes or something like that. God, dang, another
0: call to action. <laughs> well, this, this what, we
1: should be saying this in general, because we tend to end yeah, in pop tarts. Like we end in pop tarts, we never do this. So, um, if you like reading books, go to
0: audible dot com. I almost said Audacity. Um, it's probably audible slash uh, catch up the crab legs, but we have the links posted on the. Uh, well, I always post them on the. Uh, episode description yeah. we should probably re- repost them on Facebook sometime this week yeah and on Twitter and like and by this week I mean the week before we post this yeah <laughs> like, follow
1: check up our, check out our Facebook page um, sketch up with crab legs check us out on Twitter kw cast um, if you want to hear more content you might hear some more from Cody if frizz vision launches the way we think it will um, if you want to hear more from me? I have another podcast called Tell Me About Your Elf. It's Tim, T-M-A-Y-E cast on Twitter. I interview people about their D&D characters and ask them why they made them and, and figure out what makes them tick. Uh, the second episode is my girlfriend slash fiance slash longtime partner, uh, Caitlin, and her um, Mountain, Dwarf R- Mountain Dwarf Ranger. So I have two episodes and two rangers so far. Uh, so I got to diversify that. That's all. That's sort of my call to actions. You've already done your call to actions. Um, yeah.
0: So uh, if you if you missed it, if you didn't write it down, just start back at like one hour, listen to it again. <laughs> I've listened to the whole episode down again.
1: download it a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that's all. I uh, think so too. We'll catch you next yeah, week. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for catching with, catching up with crab legs.